For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is New Bedford's news talk station. The place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And good morning. Happy Friday to you. We made it through another week. And we have plenty to talk about with you this morning. Of course, later on, just after the 8 o'clock news, we will be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. Joining her this week is... The counselor from the South End, Ryan Pereira, he'll be joining us as well. We'll be talking about a number of issues, including last night. The city council did not accept Mayor John Mitchell's proposal to adopt the Chapter 32B provision from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts that would allow them to enter into arbitration, to have a third-party arbiter help decide the percentage that city employees have to pay into their health insurance. So we can talk some more about that with the counselors later on. I think this is the fourth time, if I remember correctly, that uh, the Mayor Mitchell proposed this and the fourth time that it was shot down by the council. There's a lot of other things that we can discuss as well. Of course, you heard Kate mention in the news that a gentleman from Dorchester was struck and killed by a train in Wareham yesterday and I, I, there's going to be an inve- well, the investigation is ongoing, but when we get the results of that investigation, I'm interested to find out exactly what happened there because, by all accounts, from what the there was a joint press release put out late last evening by the Plymouth County District Attorney Tim Cruz, Wareham Police Chief Walter Correa, and Wareham Fire Chief John Kelly, and in this joint release, it pointed out that the train was only going 25 miles an hour at the time of the impact. You've got to assume it was able to slow a little bit heading into it, but it wasn't speeding. The train was not speeding. It was going the speed that it was supposed to be going. The engineer sounded the horn multiple times to try to warn this gentleman, Christopher Cater, to get off the tracks. All of the crossbars, you know, the, the signals, everything that was working that was supposed to work was working. So there was the visual representation that the train was coming. There was the auditory acknowledgement with the horn, which is a loud horn. If you've ever heard the Mass Coastal Trash Train horn, it's, it, it, you should realize that. If you're fishing, it doesn't matter. Even if you have earbuds in, if you're listening on your AirPods to some music, you should hear that. And you should feel the rumble of the tracks. 
know, that famous scene from the movie Stand By Me is not entirely fiction. As they're walking across the trestle bridge, they feel the vibrations of the train before they know that the train is coming. And that's, that's how it works. So there were a lot of factors that should have led to this gentleman knowing that the train was approaching. Not to mention other people down there fishing with him as well. And it, it doesn't sound like he intended to stay in front of the train. He was just fishing. But he was thrown from the track, thrown into the water. So I think even if he was wearing, you know, AirPods or something or had headphones on, they, they might not recover those. So that's what I'm waiting to find out is what exactly happened here. Because that's a, that's a pretty safe area when it comes to the train coming through. The train slows down. It, has, you know, it goes through the downtown. It's using those tracks every day. I, I don't know if it's still every day, but it used to be every day. Because I used to work at the diner right over there, and I'd watch the train as it came by and count how many cars were on it. And some days there'd be, you know, a small amount. Some days there would be a lot. Sometimes it would be just the engine going back on its own. But generally it was enough to, to have to slow down as it went through. So we have to figure out where, well, the investigators have to figure out where that breakdown happened. So we can talk about that if you would like. If And from my understanding, I've never fished down there. Um, the one time that I did fish in the Wareham River, I did it on the Tremont Nail side. Because I worked across the street from Tremont Nail. So I could just keep my car parked at the diner, walk across the street behind the nail factory where they have a, a boat launch there, kayak launch, and I could go over there and fish. Never caught anything, but it's a, it was a nice relaxing spot. But I guess people do fish over on the bridge where this gentleman was. I've seen it countless times, but I think it was Channel 10 that reported that as they were filming with their... I guess they were using a drone. But as they were filming, they noticed that there were signs that said not to, you know, no fishing on the bridge. But D.A. Cruz mentioned in his comments to them how he was fishing on the bridge. So they don't allow for it, but people do it all the time anyway. And I don't think I've ever seen anybody move anyone along. It's like the Stone Bridge in Onset. Everybody knows you're not supposed to jump off of it. And the police, if they see you jumping off it, will say, hey, stop jumping off the bridge. But everybody does it. And I think it's kind of the same thing here. Another interesting story, which we had for you yesterday, was in Freetown, there was a swan that laid down in the road. And, and, and yes, I know Donald Trump was indicted. I, I know. And we can certainly talk about that if you wish. My position on that is the same 
as when he was indicted on the hush money payments in New York. My, my thought on that is, well, let's wait and see how it plays out. Everybody gets too excited one way or the other about it. Let's see how far it goes. Obviously, they felt like they had enough for the indictment. This isn't something that just happens. You can't just indict somebody because you want to and then hope for the best when it goes to trial. This is There's a, a big burden of proof to, to warrant having this indictment handed down. But until we find out on Tuesday exactly what it's all about, and then look at the previous indictment. You know, it's not going to go anywhere until March of next year. So let's, you know, let's hold back and see. I know a lot of you who know that I'm, you know, not a fan of Donald Trump are probably thinking, oh, well, Tim's going to come on the air and celebrate that. No, no, I, I keep a level head about it. It doesn't mean anything right now. I mean, you know, all the TV news coverage can talk about how this is historic. It's never happened before. Okay, but does it matter if it goes nowhere? If it doesn't lead to any kind of a conviction, it's a footnote of history. So let's talk about something local. And since it's Friday, a little bit more lighthearted. And that this swan planted itself in the middle of Gurney Road in Freetown. What's interesting about this is there's, there's a side of this story that I think people need to pay attention to as we're talking a lot about animals on the program. I heard, I heard Chris and Marcus say the other day that they plan on having Terry Cripps, the Fairhaven Animal Control Officer, on more often, as Chris used to do when he was on 10 to noon. He would have Terry on quite often because there are a lot of wildlife questions that pop up. And I spoke with the animal control officer in Freetown who was actually a little bit disappointed that the folks in the area took it upon themselves to move the swan along before she could arrive and examine the swan. So she doesn't know what's wrong with the swan because these folks helped get it back into the water, which, of course, they just thought they were doing the right thing. But now she has no idea what's wrong with the swan. She couldn't coax the swan out of the water to examine it. So we don't know what happened. But apparently earlier this week, there was a swan in Mattapoisett that did the same thing. That was kind of just hanging around, laying down in the road. Is this the same swan? Did that swan go from Mattapoisett to Freetown? Seems like a big distance for a swan to go this time of year. It's a big distance for a swan. Have you ever seen a swan get up and go into flight and, and cross towns? You'd see a swan in the air. You'd be like, what the heck is that? But then also, if that's not the same swan, what's going on? Are the swans going to take over? The bears couldn't mount enough of an offense. So the swans are going to take their shot at it. So we can discuss that. Uh, there's also a story that WBZ reported this. And I saw it from, you know, it's, it's, even though I haven't covered youth sports in a number of years, I did it for a long time. I want to say 
from 2002 to I don't even know when, but definitely over 10 years. I covered youth sports for the Standard Times. Originally, we had a, a column called Big League Dreams where it would run in the Monday sports section. We used to have a pullout section on Mondays with, I don't know, a dozen pages or so, maybe 15 pages. But out of those pages, like half of them were taken up by this Big League Dreams report, which was a breakdown of all the week's Little League action. And then we expanded it to include, you know, girls softball and other sports. And then we eventually changed the name to South Coast in Action. And it, it took up a lot of time out of my week. And it took up a lot of space in the paper. But these kids loved seeing their names in the paper. And sometimes I think the parents cared more than the kids did. They wanted to collect it and save it. But, you know, we did this for a long time. So I have a, a whole network of people that I became friends with just through working, covering youth sports. So I saw this story going around. In Taunton, in Taunton they had a playoff game in the Taunton Little League. And in that game, there was a play in which the home team was at bat. I forget what the score was exactly, or if, I don't know if the story mentioned what the score was. But as a batter was about to you know, step into the box, the umpire held up his hand for time, but neither the batter nor the pitcher saw it. So the pitcher threw the pitch. The batter hit the ball and turned it into a two-run double to give the home team the lead. But because the umpire had held up his hand, they called it back. The ball was never in play. Well, that really upset some of the parents. The parents were making threats toward the umpires, making derogatory comments, threatening to fight them in the parking lot trying to intimidate them. So the head of the Greater Taunton Amateur Baseball Umpire Association, Dominic Damiano, said that a line was crossed, and as a result, that association of umpires has suspended all officiating. They are refusing to officiate any further Taunton playoff games. Because of this incident. So the right now, the league has come forward and said, well, we're going to suspend the people that were involved in this. The people who were involved in this and acted this way are not welcome back at our fields. They've also offered to bring police detail to help make the umpires feel better about going back to work. They've also offered to have the games played with no fans in the stands. That's how much they want to get these games played for these kids so they can wrap up their season. That they're saying, hey, we're, we won't even allow people to watch the game. It'll just be the players and coaches. And the, the umpire association still will not return. So they're going to meet with, both sides are going to meet with Taunton Mayor Shauna O'Connell to try and, and figure out what to do here. 
but that's first of all, I don't know. I I don't think in all my years of dealing with youth sports, I don't think I've ever heard that before. That the umpires were refusing to show up and umpire the game. But good for them. The parents who go to these games can be ridiculous. I know I coached for a number of years in addition to covering games. And I've seen it and I've heard it. And I've been threatened myself as a coach. I was threatened not only by a parent. I was threatened by another coach. I don't even remember what the other coach got so upset about us for. But it was a a threat of, I'm going to kick your ass. Over a, I believe these kids were seven at the time, because they were just out of, it was still instructional league. And also, our team was terrible. No offense to the kids. Some of the kids that were on my team went on to be, you know, Major, major stars for their high schools later on. But as a team at that time, we were not very good. Everybody beat us. We literally had kids that were sitting down in the outfield. So I don't know why that would cause anger and and cause people to behave that way. So good for those umpires. But they do need to figure out a solution because it's not fair to punish these kids for the way that the adults acted. 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. Right now, though, we're going to take a break. Be back in a few. And we will get back to it uh, at 508-996-0500. Also via App Chat on the WBSM app. Also via open line voicemails on the WBSM app. If you want to just leave us a voicemail that we can play on the program. Uh, In just a moment, we're going to be going into the newsroom with Kate Robinson. But I will tell you that today is a day, as always, I mean, you should be doing this every day. I tell you every day that you want to check out SeizeTheDeal.com. But I got to tell you about some of the deals that we have on sale right now and deals that are going to be going on sale very soon. Of course, we told you about Ponchero's Mexican Grill. You can get $20 for just 10 bucks, And those burritos, oh, so good. Had that last week. I actually had two of them. I, I had one on Thursday and then had another one on Friday. The, uh, the Newport Creamery, $25 for $12.50. With that $25, you can do the awful, awful challenge, which I think is what? Drink three, get one free. You have to do it all in one sitting. I would probably not be able to do that, but maybe someday I'll try it. And for for half price, why not? Uh, we also have thirty dollars to Prestige Pizza Sub and Ice Cream. That's going on. That's on sale right now for fifteen dollars. But here are some of the ones that we have coming up. We have coming up for you fifty dollars in gift certificates to Piri Piri Kitchen for just twenty five bucks. We also have. to 110 Grill in Plymouth for just $25. And we have a $25 gift certificate to Friendly's Ice Cream for just $12.50. So, you know, if you want to go to Friendly's and get the Jim Dandy, I know you always look at it, you say, someday I'm going to get that. But then you always say to yourself, eh, that seems like a lot of money to spend on an ice cream sundae. That's okay because it's half price. You get $25 to Friendly's for $12.50 at SeizeTheDeal.com. I went on a date once in high school 
where a friend of mine said to me, I'm going to be going away with my family and I want you to take my girlfriend out on a date. It was like something out of a sitcom. I want you to take my girlfriend on a date and show her a good time and here's, here's 50 bucks. Take her out to the movies, take her out for dinner and everything. So it was her and her friend and me and my friend. And we went to the movies. She completely blew all the money on concessions. So the 50 bucks he gave me was gone. So then we went to Friendly's afterwards and said, well, what do you, what do you want? She wants the Jim Dandy. That was like a week's pay for me back in those days. The world's biggest Sunday. And she sat there and ate the whole thing. It was like the, the Ziggy Piggy scene in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So... All right. Well, let's get into the newsroom now with Kate Robinson, who has news about things other than giant ice cream sundaes. Former President Trump has been indicted on seven criminal charges in his classified documents case. Trump said he's, quote, totally innocent and will plead not guilty. A months-long investigation into the documents followed the FBI's alleged discovery of sensitive materials during a raid of his Mar-a-Lago estate last year. The haze is starting to lift in parts of the Northeast. Smoke from Canadian wildfires has blanketed the region in recent days. But winds and an eastern cold front could begin to blow smoke away from the U.S. as early as this weekend. However, the National Weather Service says the smoke could thicken first in southeastern Massachusetts today. All four children injured in yesterday's knife attack in NC have now been operated on and are in stable condition, according to French Prime Minister Elisabeth Bourne. The children, all around three years old, were stabbed along with two adults in the Alpine town in southeastern France on Thursday morning. They were critically injured. The attacker, who was shot and then arrested, is a Syrian man aged 31 with refugee status in Sweden. Large numbers of workers in the UK are walking in the streets as part of a series of strikes for transportation and health workers as well as civil servants. Many others are also leaving their desks to march in solidarity. The workers are asking for better pay amid rising inflation and spiraling costs. Negotiations between screen actors and Hollywood producers are underway. Trey Thomas has more. With a strike authorization now at its disposal, SAG-AFTRA started negotiating with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers on Wednesday. The union has the power to call for a strike if no new deal is reached before midnight on June 30th, when SAG-AFTRA's contract expires. I'm Trey Thomas. It's not clear if horses are going to get the green light to race at the Belmont Stakes in New York as smoke from Canadian wildfires creates poor air quality for the region. New York Governor Kathy Hochul says it's going to be a last-minute decision. This comes as New York State is instituting enhanced measures to protect horses and spectators ahead of the Belmont Stakes on Saturday. A federal court is ruling that playing explicit music in the workplace could be grounds for claiming sexual harassment. Mark Mayfield has the story. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals this week ruled on a case where the owners of a warehouse allowed employees to blast what was called sexually graphic, violently misogynistic music while working. An employee lawsuit was filed against the company, but the suit was dismissed by a lower court, which ruled that if both genders were offended by the music, it's not sexual harassment. However, the Ninth Circuit ruled that harassment need not be directly targeted at a particular plaintiff in order to pollute a workplace. I'm Mark Mayfield. 
the Pope's night went well in a hospital after abdominal surgery. That's according to the Vatican. The surgery was on his abdomen and was not considered urgent. Video of South African firefighters arriving in Canada is going viral. In the video, more than 200 firefighters from South Africa are seen holding the country's flag, clapping and singing at an airport in Edmonton, Alberta, as they traveled to help battle raging wildfires that are spreading smoke as far south as the Carolinas. In sports, the Red Sox lost to the Cleveland Guardians Thursday 10-3. Tonight, they're in New York to take on the Yankees. Now for your local forecast from ABC6. We're going to start today off with partly cloudy skies, but those clouds will be increasing throughout the day. Showers will be developing after lunchtime. And don't be surprised if you hear some rumbles of thunder or catch some heavy downpours on your commute home today. So today we're going to reach a high in the upper 60s. Overnight tonight, 48 degrees and 4 tomorrow, warming up upper 60s with some scattered showers in the morning hours. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. At the moment, it is 52 degrees and mostly sunny. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's News Talk Station. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. You look perplexed, Kate. What is this? You don't know what movie this is from? No. This is part of the Elmer Bernstein orchestral score of the film Ghostbusters. Wow. See, I was going, it sounds familiar, but I can't place it. Okay. I, I want to talk about this story I have at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app, but mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't want to lead into it with the Ghostbusters theme because... <laughs> it's too easy. It is. And also <laughs> me and my, you know, hobbies, what I do with the paranormal world, I'm, I'm so sick of that song. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And, unless I'm watching the movies, I don't want to hear the song. And the, I mean, the movies are great, so... It's, uh, yeah. except that 2016 one. And I, I'm going to get flack from people who are like, you're a misogynist. No, it has nothing to do with the fact that they were women. I just didn't like the script. Yeah, I um, never saw it, actually. So, whoops. But, yeah, the other movies, classics. So, Did, I, I tend to not watch reboots or remakes because I'm just like, why? The original is wonderful. So, yeah, why I try again? You that's know? why I like Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's a continuation of the same universe. Yeah. Okay. You know, and and, and 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 people are like, well, the the re, the one from 2016 can kind of be in that universe. Like, no, because they become Ghostbusters without any knowledge that there was ever Ghostbusters before, oh. and also the original Ghostbusters appear in different roles. So, no, it's not in the same universe, mm-hmm. and that's just one of the things that irked me. There, it's actually one of the, it, it's one of the few franchises where I would say that the video game is as good as the movies. They came out with a video oh. game. I think around like 2014 or so, 2015, that was based on the original third movie script that Dan Aykroyd had written. Okay. And with Harold Ramis. And it it was really good. It was like you were in the Ghostbusters world and it was a good story. So if you've never checked that out. Awesome. I no, would, I had never even heard of it. It was very, very good. I mean, I was not very good at it, but <laughs> I still got pretty far in the game. I love, you know, doing things that I'm not very good at. They're, it's kind of challenging. It's fun. 
Yeah, except not me when it comes to video games. No? Like, I can't play first-person shooters at all. Oh, me neither. I always end up just, like, stuck in a corner somewhere while I'm getting destroyed from behind. And and God forbid that I am, uh, you know, playing against somebody online or playing with somebody oh. online. I'm just going to, like, murder everybody that I'm playing with because I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and those 12-year-olds can be brutal. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> I, that, I purposely never got the headset because I didn't want to hear what they were saying to me. No, absolutely not. But uh, Ghostbusters is a is a course a big part of my life my second favorite movie of all time and and you missed it yesterday okay yesterday was ghostbusters day mm-hmm. and we had the ecto 84 here out inside outside the wbsm I heard, studios i read i saw it sounded amazing i wish i wish i could have been there well maybe we can get them to come back and you can do some photos with it. Fingers crossed. Uh, no, don't cross the streams. Oh, sorry. Don't forget that. You can't. Uncrossed. Okay. <laughs> What'll happen? That's bad, right? Although yes. Some, well, so, yes, but sometimes you have to cross the streams. Only when you're fighting Gozer. In order to fight, exactly, Gozer. Only when they're fighting Gozer. Yeah. Otherwise, it could be the, you know, the complete elimination of all life as we know it. Okay. So yesterday was Ghostbusters Day, and I had in my pocket, you know, I always have business cards that I grab from people, throw them. I used to have a wallet. Now I just have a stack of cards I put from pants to pants. But you always encounter people and you grab their card and you hold on to it and you say, well, this is a story I'm going to work on somewhere down the line. And it just so happened, I've seen this Ecto-84 drive around New Bedford, Fairhaven, as I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. It's a white Toyota RAV4 with the Ghostbusters logo on the doors. And it's made up to look like the Ecto-1. It has all of the stuff on the roof, the red stripe down the side. And so I've seen it and I'm like, who, whose car is that? I got to find that person. It just so happens that one day I was getting gas over at the Stop and Shop gas station, right across from the station. And as I'm pumping the gas, the Ecto-84 pulls up. And I got to meet the gentleman who owns it, Ethan Tripp. And we talked for a few moments and I got his card, and I said, I'm going to reach out to you and write up a little story. And he's like, great, yeah, reach out anytime. And that was like a couple of months ago. And I totally forgot about it until yesterday when it was Ghostbusters Day. And it's Ghostbusters Day because it's the anniversary of the, the release of the film, so people who are fans of the movie, you know, they celebrate by, you know, whatever, putting up some memes or watching the movie. You know, some of my friends had movie-watching parties last night with Ghostbusters-themed dinners and all that kind of stuff. It's just a fun thing to do. And I said, well, this is the perfect day to write the story. So I called Ethan and we talked and I got all the information I needed for the story. Talked with his, his girlfriend Janice as well. We put, I put the story together and I said to him, do you have some photos that you can send? Now I'd found on the internet, there was a website where he was kind of chronicling the build of the Ecto-84. And uh, as he told me later, there's an Instagram account, which we have linked up in the story as well. But he said, well, do you, do you want me to just come by? I'm going to be heading that way anyway, and I can come by the station, and you can take some photos there. So he came by. We got to take some photos, not only of him and the Ecto-84, but also of me and Phil Devitt, our digital managing editor. So, you know, in the story, he talks about how when people see it, they turn into 10-year-old kids again, and I think Phil and I definitely did. Uh, but if you want to read that story, it's at WBSM.com and on the app. It was really kind of cosmic kismet that uh, that we had him come by and I wrote the story yesterday because not only was it Ghostbusters Day, it was also his birthday. 
Ethan Tripp was born on the very day that the film Ghostbusters was released. June 8th, 1984. But that's not why he became a fan of the movie. He, he saw it when he was a young kid. He watched the cartoon and just fell in love with Ghostbusters and started cosplaying a few years ago. And then you got to read the story to find out how it came to be that he decided to, to build the Ecto-84 because you can see things were really lining up for him. And you can see the car. You can see all the little details. Of course, he's not done. He's going to keep adding more to it. But he is... You know, this is something he's doing for fun and for himself as a hobby. But as he's realizing that people are having a good time with it, he's thinking about, well, maybe I can turn this into a little side business. Maybe I can, you know, be available for appearances if people want me to drive it to their birthday party and show up in my Ghostbusters jumpsuit. So all of his, his contact information is in the story. If you have a Ghostbusters fan in your life and you want to, reach out to Ethan and, and put something together. But uh, I can tell you, I've seen it firsthand what happens when people see the Ecto-84 and the smiles they get on their faces. So it's, it's another good story you can read to start off your day that'll make you feel pretty good. And it also will answer the question that everybody asks when they see the Ecto-84 driving around the South Coast, who owns that? So 508-996-0500. Got to take a break. Back in a few. <laughs> Welcome back in 508-996-0500 or app chat or open line on the WBSM app. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Morning, Mr. Weisberg. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing okay? Yeah. It's funny. I saw that, uh, your story there on uh, the SM website. And as soon as I saw it, because I always take my walks every morning. Sometimes I'm in Fairhaven. Sometimes I, I go wherever I feel like it. Mm-hmm. But this one day, it was about three weeks ago. I was walking around uh, the Walmart parking lot where the gym is and all them places, and that Ghostbusters car was there, and I seen it, and I went up to it, and I said, gee, it looked with the contraption on the top of it. I said, somebody, I thought it was a cleaning service, and I said, somebody's using the Ghostbusters insignia. They got it on the door, and I took two snapshots of it, and I still have it on my phone. And now I'm hearing you with this story. I said, wow. I said, Well, that's what that was. I had no idea. Yeah, he did a really good job. So he he is someone who has been a lifelong fan, and he always kind of wanted to have his own Ecto-1, and his girlfriend actually encouraged him to do it because he was driving a beat-up truck, and she said, why don't you buy a new car, and then you can turn it into the Ecto-1. So he ended up you know, researching what cars would be the best one to do it. You know, He, he saw this, this particular model of RAV4, and he found out you know, what years, and he just happened to go car shop. He wasn't even car shopping. He just was looking oh. around one day, and he said, I'm just going to go into Toyota of Dartmouth and see what they have. And then he saw it, the white RAV4 with the perfect stri- yeah. so side on it for the stripe, and he ended up buying it. That. You can use that that Ghostbusters uh, trademark name there. So it, I mean, it is trademarked, but what there was a whole documentary that came out a few years ago called Ghost Heads, and it talks about how you know the, that Sony Pictures, who owns the rights to Ghostbusters, realized like this fandom is great marketing for them. 
so they don't really yeah. stand in the way of people that want to do this. There's actually chapters of Ghostbusters all around the country. And so there's groups of people who cosplay and they have their own Ghostbusters jumpsuits and they go to Comic-Cons and conventions and you know do different fun events for charity and things like that. And so they actually encourage this. And, 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 and there's a lot of people who make the materials that you need. But what's really cool is all the stuff that's made on that car, all those props, They've all been made by a Fairhaven guy who has a side business making props yes, like that. I saw it. I got a, I got a really got me right in front of it enough to touch it. And I posted the two pictures on my Facebook so my friends could see it. We talked about it a few minutes. So now today when I saw that story and now I heard you talking about it, I said, well, he must have been in the gym or something. It was right in front of yep. near the gym. Yeah, he goes to the gym over there. Yeah. 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 Well, I was very surprised when I saw it because unusual things like that. I, I take pictures a lot. And before you hang up. Uh, I think it was yesterday you were talking about the UFO things that we're supposed to be getting info on it now or something. Mm -hmm. My mother is gone now. But back in the 70s and 80s, she bought every UFO magazine. I don't recall the name of it, but she had the biggest collection of UFO magazines and stories. It was unbelievable. And then uh, years later, she sold them all to uh, one of the cab, the New Bedford cab driver. And she also had all the magazines of True Detective. My oh, yeah. mother had a big... Oh, she had a giant collection. Oh, I'm going to I assume mean, the UFO magazine was probably Fate magazine. Uh, I can't recall. It, it, was, it, was a little, it was like a Reader's Digest size. No, these were, they were, okay. were full-size magazine, just like the True Detective magazines. They were a little bit bigger... Uh, like the Enquirer used to be, and then they changed it to a smaller size, but they were a little bigger. And all the pictures and stories, it was amazing, and my mother got upset when she offered them all to me, and I said, what am I going to do with that, Mom, blah, blah, blah. And then after a while, my brother didn't want them, so then she took a cab one day, and she mentioned the books, and this guy was crazy about it. He says, I'll buy them all off you, and he gave her $200 wow. for the whole collection. And I'm sorry now that I didn't keep them. Real, real, I regret that, you know? Yeah. We do crazy things when we're younger, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I I had a whole bunch of stuff like that when I was younger that I wish I had now. Now now I have sure. a pretty large paranormal library, but I think about all the things I had when I was younger that I, you know, I just read and then gave to somebody else or read and then donated or read and then just misplaced. Well, I didn't get the whole story about that UFO info. Are we supposed to be getting info released out or something now? How could I find out about all that? Well, so there, there's been, you know, the slow release of information, of course, from the government. Uh, but we, and there, there is supposed to be more detailed reporting coming. They are going to be holding hearings um, about this situation. But what this report is coming out is that there was a whistleblower who came out and said that they have retrieved craft, that the, the, the military has retrieved craft that has to be from another world and that some of that craft even had, you know, bodies in it, had pilots in it. And Jeez, this kind of, you know, he, this whistleblower is basically that. verifying the whole Roswell story uh, oh, and yeah. then some. My mother and I were very true believers. That's why she spent a lot of money on all that stuff. She had a lot of stuff. And, and my mother was a true believer, a very true believer. She passed at 94, and that was a couple of years ago. And I really regret, believe me, we all make mistakes. We regret it. I, I could have had all that stuff today, and I, I really should have hung on to it. What a dummy I was. I admit I was a dummy. Well, the, I admit it. The great stuff is if you go to, uh, if you go to archive.org, and you go to the books and magazines section, you can find a lot of that stuff. People have reprinted it and uploaded it, so at least you can read it again. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. But I like this. I'm interested more in that new information that's coming out that you're talking about. Well, we will certainly keep you updated. Yes, thank you. Thank All you right. very much. You have a good day yep. and a good weekend. You're
You too. Bye-bye. 508-996-0500. Got to take my final break. Be right back. <laughs> All right. The first hour just flew by. We will be going into the newsroom in just a moment. When we come back on the other side, we can talk more with you. 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app or the open line voicemails. We can talk some more. If you want to talk about the Trump indictments, we can. Uh, again, we really won't know anything until Tuesday. Uh, I did see on one of the cable shows last night that uh, one of the lawyers for Donald Trump said he will be reporting on Tuesday, which, you know, he did for the previ- for the uh, indictment in New York. So he will do the same thing for this federal indictment in Florida. And we will maybe get some more information then.